Welcome to the Starch Solution Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Healthy Emmy. I am a nutritionist and the creator of the Slim on Starch program. If you want to lose weight on a plant-based diet, listen to this podcast. Also, bonus points, go and watch all of my YouTube videos, Healthy Emmy on YouTube. But if you're really serious about this, go to healthyemmy.org, apply to work with me as well as a mindset coach and a nutrition coach, and let's do this thing. Now, on to the podcast. Today, you'll have the pleasure of meeting my client, Nicole. Nicole, a very smart woman, got started on whole food plant-based, was starting to implement things she was learning from my channel, was releasing weight, but knew that once things got stressful and emotional, her emotional eating would take over. And she said, you know what? I've gotten started and I've gotten some results on my own, but I want this to be bulletproof. I want to make it so that no matter what happens in my life, no matter how emotional it gets, my my eating is steady. I will not let emotional eating take over anymore. That's what it's done in the past. It's taken over and sabotaged my efforts and I'm not letting that happen. I want to be successful for the long term. Alongside myself and mindset coach Whitney and nutrition coach Sarah, Nicole is going to share how she broke free from the emotional eating through our work together. Do you want to start by telling us where your story really begins? Yeah, I feel like it started, unfortunately, with most women um, when we're really young. When I was really young, I had different people in my family, all women that were either constantly buying exercise equipment or had like a host of like exercise DVDs or were constantly saying things like I'm on a diet. So that when I, I remember being like eight years old and being like, oh, I'm on a diet and at a barbecue eating like a salad but with a bunch of ranch dressing, because I didn't really understand what the diet was or how unhealthy that was. Um, and that just a thing. And me and my cousins, all female, saying that and thinking that that was normal. But really, I wasn't struggling with my weight. Um, I was struggling with comparing myself to other people. Um, but I didn't start struggling with my weight until I got a full-time job. And that's when I started to sit a lot more and... I started to eat out a lot more because I had money and became a thing like eat out was something that was like an event, right? I'm also from a really small town. So there wasn't much to do in the town besides that. So that kind of was, I think, where it started. And then I just, it's just been go, go, go. And you keep putting things off thinking, well, in so many years, you know, or in so many months, I'll be, I'll have everything ready to go and, you know, everything will be perfect. And then I'll be able to lose the weight. And it didn't happen for me. You know, I went from having a job. I taught English in China, taught English in Russia. I came back and got my teaching credential. I got my master's in Spanish, my master's in French and a master's in education. I haven't stopped. I just keep going and adding more things. And so it's really hard to juggle all that stuff. It's really hard to work full time and then have to do school stuff and have to take care of stuff at home. And so, you know, you get really good. And for me, I was doing so good with like breakfast and lunch, boom, bam, done, healthy. But then at the end of the day, just being so tired and so over it that I just wanted to order something, even when I had food in the fridge that I could 
easily heat up, right? So that's kind of um, where it came from was just struggle of dealing with the day to day and having food be a really easy reward. Um, and on top of that, me not having to do anything was also rewarding. So it helped me to just kind of relieve stress, just having that as a reward, having that as something easy instead of you know, taking care of myself since I felt like I was doing that all day long. And now I can finally just relax. I didn't have the energy to go out and do something fun. You know, I wasn't even going to restaurants half the time. It's just ordering something and eating it at home because you're just so tired from all of the stuff that you have to during the day. So that's kind of how it started is using that. And then also I'm just, I'm from a family of six. So when we ordered out, that's the one time that you have your food that's yours. The rest of the time, it's like, oh, mom bought cookies or soda or whatever. If I don't have six cookies today, I'm not going to get any later because I have a younger brother who, you know, can eat a lot more than me or my dad who's going to go after it. So there were definitely a lot of factors at play. And I think that the food was a something that you could always sort of come home to when you were learning different languages, when you were traveling the world and changing jobs and going through all these big life changes. Food was that one thing that you could always go back to. And if we were to make that something that was just kind of on autopilot in the background, that would be sort of that one little safe haven amongst all the chaos that was going to be gone for you. So I can understand that resistance to it too, to not want to give away that little safe place that you can always come home to amidst all of the crazy life changes. So I really applaud you for your bravery and stepping into this new way of looking at food. Yeah, yeah. What was it that made you say, okay, now is the time for me to address this? Because as you said, there's never a perfect time. There's never going to be this beautiful nirvana where absolutely nothing in our lives is going on. And this is the one thing that we can focus on and everything is perfect. How did you come to that realization of it's now or it's never going to happen? Well, I moved. So I'm constantly changing jobs, constantly moving, moved across the United States um, to Wisconsin. And um, when I had moved, I had gotten a little bit healthier because I had the summer off as a teacher and I had been walking my dogs every day, like three miles, sometimes more. Um, but then when I moved here again, just chaos, we didn't get our stuff in the pods when we arrived It two weeks. So we didn't have any kitchen stuff, but we didn't really want to buy stuff because we had it all. It just wasn't here. So I knew I had started gaining weight again because we're eating out and it's a new place with a big city. And I had just become vegetarian and there were so many like vegan and vegetarian restaurants that wanted to try out. So falling back into those old patterns and having an excuse for it, since I didn't have a lot of kitchen stuff here for two weeks. Um, but I started gaining weight. And so I found the McDougal program and I was looking at that again, perfect with breakfast and lunch, but then count calories um, because I wanted to see how many, how many, how much fat do I have left in my budget? If can I still order this food and still be under my fat or be under my calories or something, just finding some kind of way to justify falling back into those old patterns. So I ended up gaining a lot of weight. Um, I like 30 pounds, I think. And at that point, I just, you look at yourself and you realize like, 
who am I? Like, I don't even know how I got here. Like, I don't recognize myself. And also my family wanting to see me and I didn't want to go home, not only because it's very expensive, but mostly because I was just so embarrassed that I gained so much weight over here too. Um, and then the long winter didn't help. That was a factor when I lived in North China and in Russia too, is just these long winters. It's another, you know, excuse that you have to not do anything and just eat comforting foods. So um, I had started seeing some of your stuff. And I have read so many books. That's the easy part. It's easy to read. It's easy to research. It's easy to know what to do, but it's hard to implement that on your own. And I remember thinking about me and some other people that I knew that were struggling. Like I learned French and Spanish and Russian and Chinese. And, you know, a lot of it I did on my own. Why the heck can I get this weight thing down? You know, and my the other person I'm thinking of, like they have their bachelor's in science and they're a nurse and they're so smart too, and they're struggling also. So it's like, why is this so hard? So when I started to see more of your stuff and I realized I was learning, that was a big thing for me because I have a lot of people I follow. I'm usually seeing the same information over and over, which I like because it helps to cement it and it helps me to be able to explain it better when people ask. But I was learning new things from your content. And so I thought, okay, maybe I should just give this a try. I know I don't know how much it's going to cost, but it's going to be worth it. It came to the end of the year and I was like, and it would start, you know, on New Year's. And I thought this would be a good time to start because I had started losing weight in July. And the reason that it was so easy was because I was away at school. We had a salad bar. I knew this was going to be easy. College. Um, it's just hills and things everywhere. And so I was getting like 45 exercise minutes a day. Not That's not as much as I walked. That's what the watch counted, which is usually less than how much you actually walk. And then every I was eating like a salad and oatmeal and like vegetable sushi and fruit and things like that. So I lost the weight and that was, um, that was easy while I was there. But when I had come home, it had kind of stalled, you know, I kind of started getting back into old habits, ordering fast food, um, and that was what I was worried about too in the program. Like, well, what if I can't have bread or tortillas or something like that? And the, to me, that's a way to make an easy meal. But I thought, you know what? I just need to commit to this. It's six weeks. I can do it. I think this lady knows what she's doing. I'm learning so much stuff from her. Every time I watch her content, even though I have a lot of knowledge, I need to do this. I need her help. So kind of why I <laughs> decided to try this out. Yeah, because you had you had a lot of you know A's on your report card, but there were some mm-hmm. areas of the report card where you were really struggling with the PMS cravings, with the emotional eating. So those mm-hmm. were uh, scarcity mindset was another thing of you know having all the food in your fridge, but still feeling like, and that comes from being in a family of six, still feeling like, mm-hmm. but. What- what if I need to get more? Should I order something? So working through the emotional side of things, you're clearly a very intelligent woman. You've read the books. You have a great track record of implementing some of the McDougal stuff on your own. It was just those other areas that were really holding you back, the Achilles heel. And we addressed those. So how did you feel once, you know, you and I got on a call, we made the decision, we were going to do it. How were you feeling right before the program started? 
So I was excited, um, but I was scared. And I was also worried about the fact that I had already lost weight. So I was thinking, what if I don't lose that much weight, you know, and um, just worried about, you know, not being able to fall back on old habits. Cause I also knew like, I tried to eat healthy, eat out healthy sometimes, you know, it's not that I really wanted the food because it was super unhealthy. I just didn't want to cook. I was just tired by the end of the day. And I hadn't found a place where I felt like things were super healthy. And even one of them that I had thought of, I didn't really recognize how much oil there was in the rice because it's in the bottom of the bowl. But I had poured it out into another bowl. So I kind of see the portions and I realized, oh my gosh, holy moly, there's a lot of oil on here. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I was excited, but I did definitely had some areas where I was kind of worried about things. All right, well, let's talk about how you worked through all of this. So let's talk about how, how life changed once you got into the program with the scarcity mindset and the emotional eating and the PMS cravings. You want to talk about that? And did you end up losing weight? Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of did what I was supposed to do. I soaked up all of the knowledge that there was. There was so much information. So I... um that's what I did first. I tackled like all of the videos that I needed to go through. I had kind of an idea of what I was going to do. I knew I had like steam of vegetables um, in bags that I could use. And I knew that I frequently would prep things like rice or farro or bulgur, things like that. And I had potatoes and everything. And I just trusted and, and went into the process. Um, and the first week was so easy because I just, I had all the food, you prep the food, it's there, it's ready. And even if you don't, for me, even if I didn't have anything prepped, I had a steamable bag of corn and a steamable bag of broccoli. Five minutes in the microwave for each, pour half of each bag onto a plate for me and half for my partner and that's it, it's done. So it made things really simple. Um, but I did have those cravings for fast food. You know, I did have times where I was like, oh, I'm so tired. I just want to get this. And sometimes in the beginning, um, I was able to just say no and just stick to it because I really wanted the outcome, you know. But then I think after the first week, I ended up getting fast food and I tried to make it like program appropriate. But one of the problems too is like, I feel like if I don't get things the way I need them to be, that itch just doesn't get scratched. And then I feel like I have to do it again. Like my goal was to get this meal. It fits in the plan. And um, because of that, I don't feel stressed out. I don't have to cook, but I'm eating something healthy and everything's good, right? Every time I would order out, it wouldn't come with no oil or it would be so much salt that the next day I'm holding in a bunch of water or something. Um, so that was another thing where when I get, when I fall into that trap, I want to keep ordering out until I get what I want. I want that relief and I want a healthy food. I don't want to have to cook and it wasn't coming. And then during that part of my cycle, I was holding in water anyways. I, I drink a ton of water in the morning and, um, I noticed that I was holding it in. So I figured I just kind of needed to stick to the plan. Um, I definitely did eat out sometimes. There were a couple times that I added salt to food. Um, but for the most part, I just stuck to it. I kept logging my weight um, and just knowing, trusting that this is what happens to my body. It's one thing to notice a pattern, but when you're in it, it's kind of hard because I'm, I never remember like how far before I started my menstrual cycle 
do I hold in water? You know, how far before do I get angry or have these cravings or whatever? And when you're in it, it's a lot harder to see it than when you're out of it. So I kind of figured that that was happening. I got to ask some questions about it on the Q&A, which was awesome. And you also had a video that I was able to look through too. Um, so the question was just more for clarification and precision because you already had the information out there, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, and so I just trusted it. And then um, my I had lost that six pounds that first week and then didn't lose anything, I think the second or third. And then the week after that, it, the weight just kept falling off. So being able to know that like, this is the program, this is what's going to happen. Yes, there's a part of my cycle where possibly my weight's going to stay the same or even go up a little bit. Um, just go with it, get through it. And, and everything fell into place after that. What I really admire about you, Nicole, and through our work together that you've been doing is you are so honest about what is happening and what's going through your mind. And we talk about these things. We talk through these things. When you would order something out or you would get fast food, we would get on a call and we would talk through it together as opposed to you pretending like it never happened or being so frustrated that you quote unquote messed up the program and then jumping ship. Because you were an active participant in the program, who utilized the help while it was here, you were able to work through these things and get the weight off at the same time and not fall into the perfectionist black and white mentality of, oh, well, I messed up the program. So I, I can't do this and I don't even want to talk about it. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, that definitely helped because that's something I used to do all the time. And I think I kind of had moved past that a little bit. I kind of knew at this point, like, it's okay if you mess up, you just have to kind of get back on it. And I had seen something recently before I started the program, an article about, you know, if you have a habit, don't mess up twice. If you miss going to the gym once, make sure you pick back up the next day. So for me with food, that was hard to do. Like, again, easy to do breakfast and lunch I would get right but then that pattern of dinner being the same thing that I would mess up on every day uh, so it was kind of hard to apply that pattern at first because there were times where I, when I did fall into it and had you know ate out two days in a row or something but yeah once I was able to just see that this is working and feel better one really weird thing I have so many dreams every night even some days when I feel like I didn't um, fall asleep exactly when I wanted to every day I wake up feeling awesome and I remember a billion dreams so I just was having these positive things happen and I just decided I needed to just keep going with it that was something that that we really saw with you Nicole was uh an increased trust in this process and trust with yourself in your body I know that one of the mm -hmm things that you took from our work together was being able to listen to your body and recognize your hunger fullness cues uh, and, you know, eating, whether it be in the morning or in the afternoon and really just getting in tune with when your body needed food. Do you want to talk a little bit about that journey? Yeah, that was insane because I've always been, I like a schedule. I love having a schedule and following a schedule when I don't have one. I'm going to like, I don't know what to do with myself. So I always had like, I get up and I eat breakfast. And I know my mom had always said like, sometimes she doesn't eat in the morning because she feels sick or something. So she would always eat way later. And the interesting thing was I had tried a ton of fad diets, the vitamin D diet. I read the 
flat belly prescription and the South Beach diet and the military diet and all these things, right? Um, so of course I had done um, intermittent fasting too. Um, but whenever I did it, I would just like you say in your videos, this is what I learned from you too. You end up binging. It's this pattern of, well, I can't eat. I can't eat until this time. I would try to do it once a day sometimes or just between eight hours, but that would just be an excuse to be like, oh, well, I didn't eat that much today. So now I can eat 1500 calories in one sitting or something. Right. Um, so it was interesting that I had tried this intermittent fasting before tried. Oh, I'm not going to eat till 11 AM between 11 and whatever time I'm not doing math this early morning, but, um, you know, I would do that and try to be in the eight hour window. Right. And it never worked. I was always just like waiting and feeling hungry. And in this program, it turns out that actually I don't get hungry till sometime between 11 and 2 p.m. Um, but I always had that habit of eating breakfast. And in the beginning of the program, that's what I did. I ate breakfast. But then there were a couple of days where I'm super lucky too, because I work from home. So there were a couple of days where I just didn't have time to eat in the morning. And I realized I'm not hungry. I, as long as I drink enough water, because if I didn't drink enough water, my stomach would do some things and I would not be sure if I was thirsty or if I needed to eat. But now... I realized I'm really not hungry any day until about 11 a.m. or 2 p.m. And as long as I'm drinking water, I feel fine. I feel wonderful. And now I'm really eating just two meals a day and sometimes um, some some fruit. Um, it just depends on the day. It could be zero fruit to two or three pieces of fruit as a snack, depending. Um, but that was something that worried me too. I was like, with the intermittent fasting, my mindset was, well, now I can only eat one meal a day or I can only eat two meals a day. What if I want to go back to eating normally, like however many meals, you know, like, what do I do? This is terrible. But for me right now with this program, just listening to my body, the fact that now I only eat two meals a day, it doesn't bother me at all. That's just what my body's asking for. And if you just kind of listen to your body, it can stop you from doing so many terrible things like overeating, really having to reflect a lot and knowing like which foods can I have in my house and which foods I can't. I can't have chips in my house. I just binge on chips if I have them, you know, but if I wanted to have tortillas or something, I only eat one. If I wanted to have bread, I eat a piece of bread or two pieces of bread. And I don't, I know don't ever eat more than that. So it's just been so nice to be able to listen to my body, but then also reflect on how, you know, my mind reacts when I have food in my house too. And then not to my body so much, depending on what the food is or whether or not I've put salts on it. So yeah, I've learned so much from this program and yeah, being able to trust your body, it's scary because most of us, it's not a thing that we have had to do in a long time, like probably since we were very small, you know, and we had such a small stomach that we had to listen to our body, right? So it was scary, but once you, you know, really trust and you're working with your body instead of against it, you just feel so much better. So I'm really happy that I was able to come this far. What about the emotional eating? Can you talk about, talk about how you worked through that? working through them was hard because it's from an emotional part of you. It's not, you know, something logical that a lot of times you can think through, 
But sometimes you do, you reflect on it and then you just get these things and that's able to help you make decisions in the future. So working through all the mindset stuff, um, my coach was really awesome too. My mindset coach, Whitney, um, having her just having her be excited about the things that I was doing and um, my reflections and things too, that was super helpful. Um, realizing though that Food, I feel like, is so ingrained in our culture, and it's ingrained in a lot of cultures, but we really don't have it right. In other cultures, sharing a meal with someone is about that experience with that other person. It's a social experience, and food is secondary, right? It's about being with other people. And for us, it really, the main the main thing is the food. And it doesn't matter if I eat all this food and then I feel sick afterwards. Like that's what the fun part is, is the food in American culture. And so that's why it's so scary. Like, I don't want to do this program. I can't eat out. I can't hang out with my friends. And, you know, then I'm going to have to eat something different or it's such a scary thought. But I mean, at the end of the day, that's not what we're going to remember. We're going to remember the social experiences. We're going to remember hanging out with our cousins, our kids, our friends, our family members, you know, what was the event that we were at? It's not about the food. It's about the people. And, you know, you don't need to share food with somebody or eat the same thing as somebody else to have that fun experience. So I would, you know, when I would hang out with my cousin, who's like my best friend, we would get wine. We would usually get nachos. We would then eat like a meal of something somewhere. So a restaurant portion, and it's huge. And then at the end of the day, I'm feeling so full and disgusting. And then she'd be like, oh, should we get ice cream? And I'm like, no, but... I'll do it anyways to support you, you know? And then we'd end up like falling asleep, just watching TV on the couch when really we could have been doing, we could have been on a hike. We could have been at the beach. We could have been doing these things instead of having to feel like we need so much food to have fun and then, you know, falling asleep at the end of the day. So I think that's a really important takeaway. And for me, that really helped me to um, commit to this program. It's not about food. It's about experiences. It's about people. And that's something that we really have to remember. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you, if you recognize that this is what your brain was doing. And I saw your brain doing this throughout our work together was you. And I think it's because you're so good at learning languages that your brain probably works the way that mine does, where once we know how to categorize certain things, everything that comes into our brain, we do this with language, it falls into a certain category of a certain conjugation, or this is how we classify that type mm-hmm. of uh, verb, et cetera, et cetera. You did that with your relationship with food, with the emotions that you were working through, the scarcity mindset, you were able to have an emotion and say, okay, that's going to go into the emotional category. That's not going to go into the food category anymore. Food is now its own category. It's the fuel for my life. Thinking about what your food philosophy was. And now when I'm feeling emotional, I need to deal with that emotion in a way that is separate from food. Or I'm having a social gathering. That is a social gathering and that's that. And then food is over here in its own compartment and that's where it stays. So you became very good at being able to funnel into these different categories of your life and kind of organize your entire life by organizing food. Isn't it crazy how that domino effect happens? Once you get food in its own category, everything else falls into its own category. 
Yeah, exactly. Cause I felt like food was the majority of life's pleasures for me, honestly. And that's sad. That's really sad. But I feel like a lot of people are living that way and they don't realize it. And that's why it's so hard. It's like you're working this job. Maybe you're in school too. Maybe you have kids. And so that one thing that's easy for you to get to help you to de-stress, to give you a little bit of pleasure, right, is food. And so nobody wants to give that up at first. But when you do, and it's just, you have so much more energy and you have so much time to do the things that you love. And that's another thing I really loved about this program is the primary foods, figuring out what it is that you like to do and making a list. And it's so funny because during the pandemic, um, I was actually teaching online um, to teaching Spanish at a high school. And I had my kids do this. I was like, you know what? I know sometimes you're just so bored. I'm sure that you can't think of anything fun to do. So I'll give you extra credit if you write a list of things that you like to do. So that way, when you're feeling like you're so bored or you don't know what to do with yourself, you can do something from this list. You won't have to make the effort of thinking of it you have the list with you right and then we ended up doing that very same thing and I was like why the heck didn't I do this for myself I told my kids to do it you know um but it's so helpful and then working with the mindset coach to make sure I'm putting these things I'm scheduling these things in because one of my big things um well cooking is one thing that I really love and luckily, I, I was able to learn to just cook the foods that I like, um, also make more like elaborate meals too, um, mostly on the weekends, not during the week when I got a lot going on. But so that was a primary food for me. But reading is something I've always done. I've done it since I was a kid. Going to the library was always something that my mom, you know, would take us to the library and I'd get a bunch of books. And I read audiobooks a lot. Um, but I wanted to read actual books and read books that were for fun, not just like books about, you know, things I wanted to learn. So I definitely was able to bring some more uh, happiness into my life in this program that was separate from food too. And that really helped me to make that connection that, yeah, food doesn't equal happiness. This is separate and, you know, it can be great, but it is something that's just supposed to help give energy and support my body. So yeah, definitely agree with <laughs> your <laughs> saying what I do is categorize different things. Cause yeah. <laughs> that's kind of, that's the fun part about my side of this journey is I get to see you going through this journey and you have your unique experience, but I have my unique experience with you as a client. So that's the journey that I saw you going on. And let's kind of talk about everything that you achieved. So getting in tune with your hunger fullness cues, discovering the primary foods, um, addressing your relationship with ordering out. That was something that we worked mm -hmm. a lot on. Addressing the scarcity mindset. You want to show off about your weight loss, show off everything else that you worked hard <laughs> to achieve. Now we're heading into the program. So you're not even done yet. This is just what you've achieved so far in six weeks. Yeah, I actually ended up losing 17 pounds, which is insane. In six weeks, that is so much weight. And I had been losing weight and I had been a little bit, I always had, you know, you go into these programs, you start doing these things for a certain amount of time. I never felt really better in my clothes after having lost weight before, even after having lost like 20 pounds, I can finally fit into my jeans again, which for me, that was so awesome because I knew when I had lost weight before, like, 
you know, this is upsetting, but these are skinny jeans. Like they're supposed to fit tight, like, you know, but the really incredible thing was I had bought new jeans um, before this program, like, I don't know, a few months before, and I had gone up a size. And I had also, before I had decided I'm just going to go up a size, I had bought my same size jeans, um, which I hadn't bought jeans in a long time. So they didn't fit. Of course, they weren't stretched out, you know, by me and they were super starchy and they weren't as stretchy as I remember them being. And so, you know, it was kind of sad, but I was like, whatever, I'll just wear the the higher size. And then maybe eventually I'll fit into these, but I never really thought it was going to happen. And I remember trying them on, um, before the program actually, and then just being upset because, you know, I, I had lost weight, but still didn't fit in the jeans, but in the program, I had just said something about being, you know, sad about that. And I wanted some guidance on it, but I put the jeans on and they fit starchy new jeans, not jeans that I had worn in before new jeans. I had like three different pairs and they all fit. So that was incredible. It was just like a really beautiful feeling um, because yeah, I had had so much disappointment before. I had some of my rings, that, like uh, this one didn't used to fit and now it fits again and it's my favorite one. So I was super stoked about that. I had a couple that were like, they could only now fit on certain fingers because of me having like, I don't know, weighted in my fingers, I guess. But now I can fit them where I used to fit them. Um, I have more energy. I mentioned I sleep more, which I've always been a pretty good sleeper. But the weird thing about just, I dream every night so many dreams and I write them down now um that I it was so weird to realize that like that started during this program too and I realize it's because I'm getting deeper sleep I always feel good in the morning doesn't even matter how much I've slept so you know that and really realizing that food is not the be all end all in life there are other things that are more important that's why I love this program so much is because it was so well thought out. It's like, not like, oh, well, I'm going to lose some weight. And this is identity. Now I just, I'm obsessed with food, but now instead of eating too much, I'm trying to count calories or do this other thing with food. We're replacing this with healthier habits, with doing the things that we love. And so we're able to put food on the back burner, but for people who love food or they love to cook, like it's not impossible to still do that on this program. Like I'm doing that food is a, uh, that's a primary food for me. It's an activity that I really like doing is cooking. Like that's what I love to do. It's something for me that's really creative and it's just an intuitive process. I just know what to do and when to do it. And I'm still able to do that and just have that be, you know, even though I made this wonderful thing, I don't have to eat it all right now, you know, or I don't have to use a bunch of ingredients that I, that are going to make me feel sick later. So I just feel like I've gained so much from this program and I'm really happy that I took the plunge and I did it and would recommend it to anybody who is on the fence or, you know, is worried about, um, missing out on life. Like you're missing out right now when you're putting food as the most important thing. If you do this program, you won't be missing out on anything. That was so beautifully said. Drop the mic, Nicole. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> Awesome. Anything else that you want to share or something that you could tell your old self or somebody who's watching who can I really identify with the before, uh, the before life that we talked about for you? 
I guess it's really just trust the process. Honestly, like this, like I mentioned, this is a really well thought program. Every aspect of it is going to help you to be successful. So if you can just try your best to do all of the stuff to follow things as best you can, if you mess up, remember, it's okay. Just follow your, your mistake with the habit that you want to have and keep going. Um, because you know, it's not all or nothing. We, as long as you're doing some little thing, you're making progress towards your goal. It's when we do nothing. It's when I was just doing the same thing and I wasn't in the program at all that I wasn't making progress. So as long as you're doing something, as long as if you make a mistake, you follow it with the habit that you want to do, as long as you are able to just get through the whole thing and make this a part of your lifestyle, you are just going to see wonderful changes and you just have to keep going. You just have to keep going. And that's how you got the results. You just kept going. You kept showing up to calls. You were talking about what was going on. You were honest. You were here. You were present. And so you should give yourself a pat on the back. The program is only as good as the client. So well done. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Honestly, it's been so much fun and so simple. Like maybe people might think, oh, I'm going to have to learn to cook this way. Like, you know, I had a a steamable bag of corn, a steamable bag of broccoli. That's it. Like you put it in a bowl. It's super easy. So yeah, the program was so easy and so enjoyable. Everybody that works in it is so nice. I love working with you. I love the Q&As, the Facebook group, everybody supporting each other um, and the group calls. And I loved my uh, mindset coach, Whitney, and my nutrition coach, Sarah. Like it was just beautiful, beautiful. Well, we we love you as well. And I'm so happy you're in the master's program now. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Comment strong if you made it to this point in the video and through the interview, because no matter what happens, Nicole is staying strong on Whole Food Plant-Based. If you want to work with me and my team, click the link at the down bar and I'll see you guys in my next video. Mwah.